If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to The Instance. This is The Instance, episode 610. It is August 11, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson, Garrett Weinzerl, right over there. What's going on, buddy? I've got chills, man. It's old school, right? It's 2000. That intro, oh my God. I don't think I ever realized how much that that uh, voiceover sounds like the old Toonami robot from yeah. when I was a, I was a youngin'. Yeah, it was 2009, I think, is when I got that, that theme, and Ooh. I thought... Why not undress that thing? Listen to this bit. I forgot this part even existed. Listen. Some weird alt alt uh, voice thing for the undead. I forgot he put that. Oh, in that's there. that is fantastic. That is that is just great. I feel the need to don a Hawaiian shirt and say hello, Scott. Yeah. Uh, props to the to the. I don't know where he is these days. I don't know if he still listens or where he's at. But David Ivy was the guy that originally sent me that theme and. It's getting a new lease on life as of or as of August 11, 2020. Uh, so uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. We got a bunch to do today, and it's a little different than usual. Let's go. We start with what I'm calling side quests. If you check out the latest build of the Shadowlands beta, you will find a new NPC in the Cathedral of Light in Stormwind City as a tribute to Wreckful. It's actually happened a little while ago, but we haven't had a show since. Uh, he passed away recently, as you may be aware, and uh, was a much-beloved streamer and content creator in the WoW community. The NPC is a rogue trainer, and the change is live in the beta right now. It, uh, that hit me hard. A lot of, lot of feels on that one. Agreed. Uh, Reddit user Leothar discovered this. In the latest builds of the Shadowlands beta, the Wands transmog restriction has been lifted entirely. For many players, this is a welcome change. If a... Well, a rather late one. So players will be able to transmog wands into one-handed maces, one-handed swords, and daggers as long as, uh, well, your class can equip these types of weapons. And that means that as a mage, you're going to be able to transmog wands into one-handed swords and daggers. As a priest, uh, one-handed maces and daggers. And as a warlock, one-handed swords. And you guessed it, daggers. Who knew that uh, spellcasters like stabbing people so much? I'm actually pretty stoked about this because... uh... I don't like that transmog has weird barriers in it and there's still some left, but this is a nice step in the right direction. So well done, Blizzard. I think you uh, should keep going. In fact, Indeed. what does it remind me of? Oh yeah. Death or uh, not death nights. Uh, freaking um, uh, death, uh, pfft, demon hunters. Don't they still have some weird disparity between what they can hold and what they can't hold or something like that? Or did they get rid of all that too? And I just missed it. It's possible. I don't remember. I know I usually transmog to like one-handed swords on yeah, my, uh, on my demon hunter because that's 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 what I like. Glaives are. Uh, they just look like they would do as much damage to you as your enemy. Not really a uh, glaive guy myself either. 
Uh, quick look at some changes in the latest beta build. Uh, this build is 35432, if you're keeping track of beta build numbers. More on numbers here in a minute. But anyway, all characters... That's my favorite hobby, by the way. <laughs> is it? Okay. <laughs> Got a big old binder of them. It's my old, uh, it's my old phone number in high school. Just kidding. No one called that number. Uh, anyway, so here's what's happening. All your characters wiped. Yeah, that's right. If you're getting real excited about uh, your your pre-35432 character, uh, he or she is officially wiped, as is typical at the stage of the beta, so it's not that weird. New heirloom items will be uh, put into the game and set bonuses added. More on that later in the show. Kind of a main topic about that today. Big, big changes to the way heirlooms work. Rogues might be interested in the Runeforge and legendary abilities that were added. Also, brand new settings were added to the game to help players with... Uh, Motion sickness. I don't know if the game's ever had that in there before, but I don't think so. These might be the first time we've had like a a way to tweak it outside of some sort of mod that will help any who maybe get motion sick playing WoW. Hearthstone recently added an option in the menu to get rid of screen shake for similar reasons. Oh, that's cool. I like accessibility stuff. There's no problem putting it in there. My favorite, though, of lately is uh, (laughs) the game Grounded, which is the new thing for Microsoft and, and Obsidian that is, uh, I guess it's out in early access on Steam and on Game Pass and other stuff, Xbox One. And you're all a bunch of little kids running around kind of honey, I shrunk the kid style in the backyard. And oh, that's great yeah, and all. About this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cool, but there's these spiders you got to fight and they're horrific, like scary as hell, giant, hairy. Like if you're at all scared of spiders, you're screwed. It's that that bad. So in this le- recent build of that game, they added some uh, settings that let you slide the realism of the spider back and forth. So basically, you can go full hairy, multiple eyes, awful spider, and as you slide it over, it slowly changes the spider into eventually, if you all the way over there, it's just like an amorphous white blob of nothing that really doesn't scare anybody, or it shouldn't. Um, and then lots of little spider versions in between. And I like that. I like when they're thinking about gamers and what we may or may want to do in our game. So more options, please. Uh, also, uh, the link between Hearth of Azeroth and the world, sorry, and the world of Azeroth is being severed and leaves the famed item dormant. Ah, oh, the day has come where that damn necklace is no more. We knew that was coming. Anyway, that'll be in the beta. Uh, it says there's an implication to hunters wanting to tame cloud serpents and undead beasts will get their wish. You'll use the how to school your serpent and the simple tome of bone binding uh, these are going to be items that will be added in this build as well. Those lead people to believe the cloud serpents and undead beasts are your next tameable creatures. Uh, three brand new creatures. Uh, speaking of creatures, creature families have been added to the game. Camel, Corsair, and Mammoth. There's a camel family. <laughs> I don't know what to expect of it from a camel. You're going to send your camel into battle there, Gurp? Well, it's one thing to have a camel, but it's another to say... Is that just a, if it's a whole family of camels, do I get different kinds of camels? Some have like saber tooth camels. Am I going to find a camel that's got like a magical hump? Like what's up with the camels? Whole family. I am not a camel scientist. I cannot speak to this. That's a camist. No, that's not right. (laughs) I don't know what it would be. Anyway. for the the, the spinoff to Breaking Bad. Speaking of creature families also, uh, some were renamed. Silithid has been called, there's a change to Aquiri. Aquiri? Aquiri. Akiri. Akiri. Or like that song, road that I must travel. Do you know the one or am I too old? I might be too old. Uh, there might be a bit of a, of a gap here. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like you to dick, dip, uh, dick. I'd like you to dip way back into the eighties and find this song. You'll enjoy it. 
I forgot the name of it, though. Uh, I know plenty of songs from the 80s, Scott. I'm just going to chalk this up to a song I'm not personally familiar with. Fair enough. Crowlusk is now Carapid. Goat is being changed to Gruffhorn. That's a little cooler than just goat, you know? Goats are but, cool, but come on. It's not very fantasy, right? And Scott, some- goats are actually the greatest of all time, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I like a goat. I do. Like, when I go to a zoo, where do I go? I go looking for the goats. Everyone else is like monkeys and apes and tigers and all this and i'm like no let's get a goat that's what i like i'd love to have my own pet goat dogs are now hounds okay so that's less boring i guess and shale spider is being changed to shale beast didn't say why but uh some changes there to the different ways uh you're gonna do animal stuff and taming in the game big changes to that patch so what is the first thing you're going to go tame that you weren't able to tame until now? Are you going to go get yourself a camel? I'm probably going to get yourself probably a rotting Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> I'll probably get like a undead. Oh. I mean, some undead stuff I could already do. Undead bears have been in there since forever ago, right? Like, a, yes, not a big deal. But some of the more rare stuff I guess I can get now. I guess if I if I really was after something unique, I'd probably go. I don't know, probably look for one of these cloud serpents, some variation thereof. Maybe a camel depends if it's a whole family of camels that implies more than one or more than one type and not just color variation. Give me a weird ass camel, dude. Give me a camel that floats. Give me a camel that's, uh, I don't know, can walk on water or some dumb shit like that. Like, give me a weird, weird ass camel blizzard. And uh, have- there's one thing they have to do and they better do it. It needs a spit attack. Oh, yeah. Just I wanted I wanted to have a, a ranged attack and it just spits at its enemy. Sign me up. According uh, to a post over on Forbes.com, Activision Blizzard announced the appointment of Tony Petiti, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, as president of sports and entertainment on Monday. Uh, Petiti, who previously served as Major League Baseball's chief operating officer and deputy commissioner of business and media, will oversee esports, consumer products, as well as film and television when he begins his new job next week. Uh, Petiti will report to Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick himself. Uh, Bobby Kotick said, quote, Tony is one of the most highly regarded executives in sports and entertainment and added that Petiti brings, quote, the perfect blend of skills to help us realize our aspirations for esports and our related businesses. He's admired by owners, media executives, players, and fans. It's an interesting hire. Do you think... uh... I'm trying to think what somebody with a lot of experience in the MLB would bring to this. Obviously, there's broadcast experience and working with media outlets and networks and that sort of stuff to sort of get your stuff out there. But we don't know how much of a gamer he is or how much he's sort of intrinsically involved with that level of it. Is this just about the, you know, the front end of the front office of getting esports to have greater penetration? Or is he is he passionate about the games themselves? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of crossover in in the promotion and management of uh, of you know, traditional sports events and esports events uh, in terms of getting of getting eyes on it. Um, and the lines are even more blurred now that we're you know dealing with COVID. Uh, even if you want to watch traditional sports, you got to do it remotely. Yeah, well, in fact, if anything, that gives him a little bit of a boost here because he's not you know esports can has a history of working around it even in the best of times, and streaming is a thing. So. It's not like he's got to quickly figure out how to, well, maybe it is on his table to quickly figure out how to get Overwatch League and, and Hearthstone stuff happening in a live way again. Uh, you know, one would think that's part of the agenda, but a lot of what he gets to do is already online. So 
slide right yep. in there, buddy, and go for it. I mean, he's going to answer directly to Kodik, which makes me think that this is more of an Activision position and less of a Activision Blizzard position or a Blizzard specifically uh, position. And one would assume he's he'll have his hands in things like you know competitive Call of Duty stuff and all that. Yeah, Co- Call of Duty League. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, one would assume Blizzard usually usually Blizzard's pretty darn hands on with their with their internal esports. Petita, petiti, pet pet titty. No, I'm gonna stop trying gonna to go with petiti. Petiti, petiti. <laughs> Taika Watiti, Tony Petiti. Yeah, I think we're on. We're really Tony on Petiti something. sounds like a Grand Theft Auto character. <laughs> it does. Go Tony Petiti. I'm gonna go with the hard E on that first die. <laughs> He is a GTA character. He's going to send you on a mission and you're going to have to shoot stuff. It'll be great. All right. On the 4th of August, this is a little bit ago now because we're already at the 11th here. Activision Blizzard had their quarter two 2020 earnings call. We thought a couple of these points jumped up and were worth bringing up here as they pertain to World of Warcraft. For example, Blizzard had 32 million MAUs in the second uh, second quarter. This is the same as quarter one and quarter four 2019. So not a lot of movement there. MAUs again is remind me monthly active active users. users that's it I can never remember yeah, the A we track this on hot slogs yes uh so so roughly the same they kind of they kind of been coasting there uh, World of Warcraft reach and engagement once again increased sequentially they said as shelter at home conditions further boosted the franchise's strong trajectory again no actual numbers just saying that there was growth there one would one would assume that that you know that that would happen during a uh, a bit of a pandemic. Uh, on to say in this report, World of Warcraft engagement is the highest it's been in a decade at this point ahead of an expansion. So that's that an interesting, a very specific <laughs> clause right there. Yeah, let's break that down for a second. So in 10 years, all the expansions that have come out within the last 10 years, none of them in that time has had <laughs> the highest or sorry, the most engagement in the game right before said expansion. But I think that only includes like what three expansions, right? Like Legion, Warlords, Pandaria. That's the ten years. That's a weird. I don't know. It's a weird number to throw out there. I feel like I feel like that's not. I could be wrong. I'm okay putting on my uh, here. I'll even. Place. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I I read this guy, and you you tell me if 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 you disagree with my take okay. on this extremely specific statement. Uh, which is this is to say that the engagement in World of Warcraft right now yeah. is the highest it's ever been for the pre-expansion lull. Got it. Post Wrath of the Lich King. I think that's that's a actually a better way of saying it, and I think they should have maybe said it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So even though you know we want to tease mm-hmm. and nitpick and point out the fact that this is an extremely specific arrangement of words to make something sound good, it is still good. Yeah, I mean it's not bad. It's not exceptionally groundbreaking. Like they're they're not breaking any any uh, records here or anything. They're just basically doing okay, all right. Like a well enough. They're doing well enough. Blizzard's not in the in the uh, Blizzard and and Activision are not in some sort of dip right now. They're holding steady, which is probably really good at a time where there normally is quite a dip because between expansions is a rough period for them. They don't have any other new games launching this year. Unless Immortal comes out, but nobody really is paying Well, if we're looking at Activision as a whole, they also have Call of Duty, which is just starting to be teased. Yeah. The big update coming to Warzone and uh, current Call of Duty. 
and supposedly it's going to be teasing some some next COD things. Well, plus there uh, there was news they're going to just carry that forward. So Warzone will continue as its own beast. And uh, so whatever Treyarch is building for the next Call of Duty, items in that game, things that happen in that game and so forth, some of that will bleed over into Warzone. But Warzone will continue as an independent standalone project that exists alongside of but sort of separated from the main Call of Duty games. That's an interesting way of doing that. Um, I think they kind of had to. Uh, it's smart. Yeah. Uh, I was, to me, uh, I, uh, listen, I really like Battle Royales, and I think Warzone is one of the better ones I've played. Um, so, so to me, I was kind of, I was dreading the next Call of Duty game. because, like, oh, no, they're just going to drop support for a mode that, that is responsible for me caring the most about Call of Duty that I have in a very, very long time. Or, like, for me, all the way back, and it was Modern Warfare 2 was the last time yeah. I was this stoked on a on a call of duty title so um to me it's just it's smart and i'm glad that's 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 the way that they're going yeah and it seems to be going well as well which added to their bottom line much of this news is like i said is pretty good it provides kind of a weird awkward contrast though to recent kerfuffles regarding blizzard and their employees they shared a bunch of their salaries in a private discord uh, slack i guess Mm -hmm. not discord and um, a lot of it was anonymous, but ended up on Bloomberg and uh, Jason Schreier. Once again, Jason, Jason Schreier, who was at Kotaku before this, known for digging up kind of dirt at companies, this sort of stuff. He People leak things to him and then we find out what's going on. Anyway, they were sharing salaries, comparing uh, their different kind of uh, promotion stuff that they were getting or not getting systematic pay disparities uh, within the company. Like I said, lack of advancement, that sort of thing. Blizzard responded by this revelation or part of this by saying, and here's just a single quote. We understand that some Blizzard employees have specific requests and we look forward to hearing from them directly, unquote. No word how that communication is progressing. Um, so yeah, it's always, it's always weird when you hear like a, a relatively positive and good for their stock price sort of earnings call to only then turn right around and find out uh, things are not all shiny under the hood. Uh, at Blizzard, potentially anyway. And I've talked to, I'll, I'll say this, I've talked to some people on the inside and some share this frustration with the people uh, that were talked about in the Bloomberg article. And some have told me that this is just weird noise and doesn't actually reflect what's happening internally. Um, I'm obviously not going to really use anyone's name for any of this, but it is it is a little weird to hear that, that two two-toned thing coming at me from the same organization. So not quite exactly yeah. sure how to take that, but um, I am, I am zero qualified to talk about the economics of how a company runs, how a company runs in Irvine, California, which is a very high cost of living sort of situation. Also a company where let's just face it. People will, there, there was a day, I don't know if it's still true, but there was a time where people would want to work for Blizzard so bad that they would take a huge hit to do it. And and they did. And I think Blizzard maybe became a company that knew that no matter how low they were going to pay or how, you know, they were always going to get the best talent for the best deal. And again, may not be true now, but that was definitely true for a while. And maybe that's just had some feature creep and is biting them in the butt now. I don't know. Not enough of an expert to say on any of these issues, but it is interesting, especially in light of such good earnings reports. Yeah, it's the, the earning, uh, positive earning reports are very relevant to that entire conversation because that's that's part of part of one of the big points being brought up, which is look how successful the company is and look how underpaid 
the average staff member uh, is as well yep. you know, by comparison. Yep. So uh, the, my, my mind races to a lot of different places here. But the, the, the big thing for me is that that, that is, you know, in, in recent years, it is true that Blizzard does sort of have a reputation for not paying the best, especially for more entry level positions. Um, and historically, this isn't even a recent year thing, like QA positions have always, it's just been popular knowledge that they pay very, very little. They do not pay a living wage, especially for Southern California. Right. Um, and so that that's true. But what, what, what was true about Blizzard 2, and, like, and I think we should keep in mind, and I think Blizzard should keep in mind, is that they had a reputation for holding on to their very well-known, very mm-hmm. famous talent. Uh, you know, the, everyone who became... Uh, you know, for, for for lack of a better word, celebrity developers uh, and and Blizzard employees. You know, we we were very aware of them. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. You know, Metzen being the first thing that came to mind, but plenty more. But a lot of them have retired, um, and we're seeing the younger blood start to move to competing studios. A lot of folks from Blizzard have left and gone to Riot, probably their most direct competitor. Yeah, Greg, so, Greg Street, a massive example of that. When he left Blizzard, it was, I think, nothing short of seismic. This would have been 2015, I think. Yeah, it's been a while yeah. now. And uh, we had just had him on the show live at BlizzCon, you know, a couple of months pre- previous, and we heard this news, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's going to Riot. And now you're starting to see the fruits of some of that great talent going to other companies, new games coming out, new projects being announced. And... uh he was just this. I felt like he was just sort of the start of that, that stuff going on. And many have he was left the first since. one. I, the most notable, like first what I remember for sure. Yeah. Um, we've also lost members of the heroes of the storm team that, that weren't lost when they initially cut the size of the team in half. Right. Post that change, we've lost members to second dinner, uh, Ben Broden co's new studio after they left, uh, the Hearthstone team. Um, we've also lost multiple members to riot. Yeah, Riot, also Bonfire, which ended up getting a whole wad of talent from Blizzard from all levels of Blizzard designers, engineers, and artists. Which has and, happened in the past. Yeah. Uh, we've had previous games made by you know ex-Diablo sure. 1, ex-Diablo 2 developers. That was a big thing in the early 2000s. It felt like every game I played on PC mm-hmm. on the back said, from the creators of Diablo, yeah. but it wasn't a Blizzard game. Yeah. They were never as good, but uh, uh, some of them were maybe. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I, I I just remember sometimes being, what was it? Hellgate London was like one of the biggest disappointments ever, and it was some of those guys from Blizzard North. But that was a different deal. Blizzard North, of Diablo Bl- Blizzard North and Blizzard Central, you know, Blizzard Irvine, they were kind of separate. So it was an acquisition. They bought that game and that team, and then they built that game together but apart. And so seeing them leave doesn't shock me as much as some of the internal stuff. I just thought the Irvine crew would just always be there for the longest time. And they, you know, while Greg wasn't a founder, but, you know, Greg came and then left. Uh, we mentioned Metzen. Uh, Dustin Browder's a recent huge loss, if you ask me, to that company. Yeah, even though he has been working in secret for years on a what apparently, according to Jason Schreier, speaking of all of the things that Schreier stories have leaked, uh, it was a, a canceled StarCraft shooter. Oh, a big battlefield-like one with, like, battle cruisers and freaking ta- uh, siege tanks and stuff, I, dude. I pour one out every night oh. thinking about that project. Do you know how bad I wanted to... I heard about that and just went... I didn't even know this existed. And I want it in my veins. Like, open my yes. vein stick a big tube in there and then just pump Dustin Browder's failed project into my arm. Good Lord. I was so excited about that. 
I was excited. I was shocked to hear about it, excited it was even going to be a thing, and then horribly disappointed all in the same thought because we were just hearing it and it just wasn't going to make the light of day. And I'll bet had it had it not been for that leak or whatever, we'd never even heard of this thing. And I don't know which I'd rather be, blissfully ignorant or aware of it and sad. I don't know. I, I will always go with more information. Just uh, react to it wisely. It's a good idea. Uh, let's talk about WoW and its source code. Apparently some big milestone was reached. Yeah, the World of Warcraft engineering team hit a, <laughs> to put it mildly, a very big milestone this week. They put up a post on the official forums announcing uh, announcing they recently committed their one millionth change to the WoW code base over the lifetime of the game. Uh, no word if that includes classic in that total or not. I would assume no, but yeah. I couldn't figure it out one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, regarding the achievement, the post included, quote, as we celebrate our millionth commit... We can't help but reflect a bit. Not sure if they meant to rhyme there. For all of us, being an engineer on World of Warcraft is the best job on Earth. It combines the challenge of a massive, highly complex, and ever-evolving software project with the creativity, whimsy, and magic that is bringing a world to life. It's because of you that we've had the privilege of calling Azeroth home for over 473 billion milliseconds. We are honored and humbled by your support, your stories, your feedback, and we can't wait to see what the next million commits have in store for us. Uh, for the record, those milliseconds add up to the years the game has been live. That's right. We did we did the math, and it matched. It's exactly, well, as of that posting, it was exactly the amount of time since the game went live, which is a pretty funny engineer thing to do. But congrats to those guys, man. Hundred or Bex. one million commits. <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. Also, I'm not used to saying commits uh-uh. as a term. It no. just sounds wrong. No, but I do remember I worked on a website, uh, on a website team for a while um, before I started doing this full time. And um, I was an artist and doing art stuff for it. So it's not like I was doing programming, but everything that I had to uh, give to the project were called commits. We were committing them to a, um, oh, there's a term for this programmers use. I forgot the name of it. But basically, anytime you do any revision on anything, you would include it as part of like this software commit, a repo, that's it, repository is what it's short for. Uh, you'd commit it, and then now that latest piece of art is in whatever the actual build is or the beta build before they go live or whatever. And you got used to that language at the time, but I've gotten all out of that now, and I haven't thought about it till a long time until now. So well done, guys. A million commits. That probably doesn't include classic, best we can tell. Um mainly because wouldn't that just be duplicate in a lot of cases? Like you'd just be doing it twice. So I'm sure they're just counting Warcraft like proper. Classic is, is, is such a, a unique animal too, because it's trying to make the old game on the more modern engine. This is all correct. All right. Disrupting the AQ war effort in classic. will get you in some hot water with blizzard. I feel like we kind of already knew this, but this is what blizzard said in a post. Apparently some people have been up to some shenanigans We've seen reports on some realms. Players appear to be disrupting those who are working on the green scepter shard portion of the scepter of the shifting sands quest line. You may know that's required, damn it, to open those gates. Specifically by bringing uninvolved and low-level characters to engage with a required enemy and buff its stats slash abilities. As we did in original WoW, Blizzard customer service support is going to take action on players who participate in such griefing, which will conclude or include rather the suspension of the player's account. Uh, so still, well, I had some flashbacks with this just because it reminded me of those early days and hearing about some of the same kind of griefing. And it's nice to know that the vanilla experience is continues to also have this experience in it. 
and then it also still has Blizzard's reaction to it, which is sorry, your account's gone if you do this sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, don't be, don't mess around with the GMs. Or you're in trouble there, Garrett. Anyway, that's what's going on in all of the things that we wanted to talk about this week. And now our main quest. All right. So I don't have a theme for this yet, but I'm kind of come up with some kind of little stinger for it. For now, uh, you just don't get anything. But uh, here's the thing. I wanted to talk about this more in depth because it's a fairly massive change to the game. And it's massive in the direction that I'm planning on playing this expansion. Uh, As much as I'm excited, excited about Shadowlands and what it represents in the final 10 levels of the game and end game content and Torghast and all that, that's all exciting and whatevs. But one of the things with this expansion specifically that I've been pretty excited about is the new leveling experience from nothing from zero. And, uh, they, they're doing things that are going to make the entire experience about twice as fast as it used to be. Uh, we now have a level cap of 50 moving to 60 once you enter Shadowlands. So 60 is the total cap 50 in the old stuff. And they had to do what they're calling here basically a not a re what they call it a re can find the word they used shoot there's a great word for it in here that i can't find now but they oh here it is nope can't find it oh rehaul they called it not overhaul rehaul whatever that means but anyway the leveling experience will undertake what they're calling a complete rehaul the current max level of 120 will be squished down to level 50 we already knew that new introductory incursion will teach you the fundamentals of a new character make a new guy, find out how he works and do it in this scenario. We've talked about it on the show before. It's in the beta, so you can play it if you're in the beta. Uh, a new starting experience that you will uh, allow you to select an expansion to level through and experience its full story. So you are going to start and say, I'm playing Pandaria, and that's where you play. Now, no word on whether I can you know, play Pandaria to 20 and then leave and go do something else. I would assume maybe. I don't know. But they they kind of let you make this choice right up front. You make that I choice. I can't remember. I, I don't have a source, but I'm, I vaguely remember them saying somewhere that you could because, you know, if you wanted to go like play with a friend who decided to start somewhere differently or whatnot, they didn't want to limit you in right. that way. Right. It is nice to know that if that you could play an entire uh, zone, you know, not zone, but entire expansion from beginning to end and experience that story, especially if you haven't done it before. You came after one of these expansions. And you want to go play one of those. Like, I don't, you know, let's say you want to play. I keep saying miss because that's what I'm planning on doing. But just go do Miss of Pandaria from top to bottom, level to 50. You're done. You enter Shadowlands. Uh, that process, like I said, take is going to go faster. It's going to go two times as fast as the old leveling system to 120. I guess we were at, right? 130, 120. It would have been 130, right? Do I have that right? Should have been. The current max is 120. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what it would have been. Shadowlands would yeah, have been 130, it, but there's that's squishing. squishing down to 50. So we're going to start the new expansion at 50 and work our way up to 60. Gotcha. Yeah. That's totally Shadowlands. That's totally it. So the new the yeah. 50 is the new 120. <laughs> oh, no yes. way. Yes. So that's correct. <laughs> yes. You're, you're correct. You, you can, <laughs> we can put that one to bed. Right. 60 um, is the yeah, new so, non existent 130. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So this has, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we've no, it, this information has been out for a while, but we haven't, we haven't, I don't even think we've mentioned it on this show yet, no. but the whole conversation surrounding heirlooms and yeah. how they're changing because there's a massive level squish. What does that mean for heirlooms? 
Uh, well, according to Blizzard, quote, it means that heirlooms and other experience gained bonuses were originally introduced as a quick fix for alts to not have to spend over 100 hours leveling. With the revamp leveling experience, you can look forward to reaching the new max level more than twice as fast than before. With the quicker leveling experience, the fundamental problem to the long leveling process has been solved. And we found that the experience bonus that come from heirlooms were no longer necessary and instead made the new leveling experience feel very awkward with the extra leveling speed. And so heirlooms will not be giving you an experience bonus. Yeah, they just don't work like they used to do anymore. There's not going to be heirlooms the way you know them. They're done. Yeah. They are now going to be this. They're going to replace all that experience bonus on these heirlooms with what they're calling unique heirloom set bonuses. Now, you all know what a set bonus is, but in context with heirlooms, here's what it means. A two-set bonus. Rested experience consumed is uh, reduced by 30%. All right. So you got your rested experience from sitting in the inn overnight. You play the game. Now your rested experience basically gets a kind of a, now the experience doesn't get a boost, but the cooldown on how long that lasts gets a boost. It consumes slower. Yes, correctly. Or correct. That is it. The three set bonus increases your out of combat regeneration in the outdoors, normally dungeons and battlegrounds. Or nor sorry, normal dungeons and battlegrounds also included. So outdoors, all dungeon content, all battleground content, your out of combat regeneration is faster. So if you sit on your yeah. butt and you're waiting for health to regen, it's faster. They didn't say how fast, mm-hmm. by the way, because all of this is, you know, probably gonna get tuned. Uh four set bonus. Gaining a level triggers burst of knowledge, dealing holy damage to nearby enemies and grants you forty percent. Primary stat for two minutes. Defeating additional enemies extends this effect up to two additional minutes. Almost sounds like a combo system, doesn't it? It's like... Sort of? You know what I mean? Like, if you just keep chaining it, it'll keep hanging around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's it remind me of? It's like a... Um, I don't know, like a shooter, like a roguelike, where you just keep killing stuff, and then it's like, oh, you're on a roll, keep going, and and you just keep killing them, and it keeps stacking. Oh, no, it's like Diablo. It's like, you know, you kill a ton of dudes, and if you hurry up, you might get some more and you AOE a few more. And then by the end, it's like, boom, well done. You got 200 mobs in one, one run or whatever. It's kind of like that. The first thing I thought of was devil may cry and not trying to like, let my combo rating <laughs> drop in a, in a, <laughs> a combat encounter. That's why I couldn't uh, play that game. I hated that game for that reason. I don't know. I don't like games where I got to keep up my combo stuff like fighting. They games were the, or, the perfect thing for an emo high schooler. Uh, and then I totally fell off after three. <laughs> there you go. I heard that new one's good. I should probably check it out. I, I hear, yeah, I hear they're still great games. Yeah. I just haven't, haven't played them. Your six set will give you rested experience consumed is reduced by an additional 30. So you'd be up to 60% of that. Um, that six well, set typically percentages aren't additive like that. No. Usually, so it'd be a 30% based on the already reduced by 30%. Rate. Oh, I see. So if, if you're I'm like, to understand that you're not going to stack, right. It'd be like, you're down to 10 Here's another 30. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how the math works. I don't know how this would work. But It, 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 may, it may. It may be. It, it, this is not particularly specific. No. It's also so, capital okay. boring because six set bonus is a lot, is, is lame compared to that four set bonus. This four set I, bonus so is cool. I, it's interesting you say that because I'm the complete opposite. I think the uh, rested experience being consumed slower is the coolest thing here. Mm. Uh, the three set and the four set bonus, I think, are dull. And I want something more interesting. Well, I uh, over because the two and the six yeah. are calling back to what we thought of when you know 
when heirlooms were mentioned, which is, oh, I'm going to level faster. Yeah. And in a way, in a roundabout way, this is helping you level faster because you, if you have rest, you're going to keep it for longer. If, if, but, they, if they really wanted to impress me, here's how they do it. It's flavor. Here's what they do. Uh, at each one of these levels, it gets better and bigger. And by six, it's just awesome. But you have some kind of graphical flourish occasionally, maybe at proc. So when you proc this out of combat regeneration or you proc this uh, holy damage nearby enemies, stat increase for two minutes, this stuff, there should be like a big ghostly version of your ancestor. Uh, so if you're an orc, it's like some kind of cool ancestor orc pops out of you and just goes and then kind of fades away or whatever. Like, give me a little bit of flavor with these heirlooms. Make them feel like heirlooms. These were handed down from warrior to warrior to warrior. And now I'm, I'm sure it would be know. extremely difficult systems wise to pull off. But could it just be my max level character that bought the that was the damn sugar daddy to buy all the heirlooms for my 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 alt? Yeah, that's the, that's the other problem is the real the reality of it is you just. You know, you twinked him is what you did. Yeah. To me, I, I like the rest consuming slower I think it's good. I think it's a good compromise and it's good flavor wise. And it, under the umbrella of how we understand heirlooms, I would like, you know, the three and four sets to be, be more work, but I'd like them to be class specific bonuses. Yeah. That'd be cool. You know, I mean, alter I'm- your abilities in a fun, uh, an interesting way that you know might err on the side of broken, but because it'll just like shut off once you hit max level, who cares? Have some fun with it. Well, the whole concept of, of leveling a new character or, or even just starting new, if you're just first time in, in the game after this expansion, you, you want to, you want to do more during that leveling process to give people a sense of world and purpose and story and character and fantasy and everything else. So I'm for anything that gives you that. I don't think you need to worry about balancing. Like, who cares? Like, can't you? I mean, it matters to some degree, right? The reason they're changing these in the first place is it's incredibly unbalanced just to give the give the XP boost that they used to have in this new scenario with squish levels. But what I'm saying is, like, I want to at level 20 just I want to feel like a badass because I've got a four set bonus, and it just is cool. And I'm not going to be PvPing then, in theory. I'm not going to be doing a lot of things that I'll be doing in Endgame, so don't worry so much about what those things are are doing the overall balance to the game. Just just make it a, a fun, flavory, good time getting there. That's what I want. And I'm doing it, man. I am so excited about the new leveling experience. I'm actually super jazzed about it. So, it is uh, it's what I'm the most excited about with the expansion pre-patch. Yeah, same. Like, I, I want to see if I can get a character from you know one to max before Shadowlands drops once the patch hits. And honestly, two times faster without heirlooms and without these bonuses is significantly. I mean, this is not like a, you're not going to spend months. This isn't vanilla. You're going to be fairly quick and you're going to have a good clip and it's going to feel good. And I'm just, I'm over the moon about it. I can't wait. Um, you want to, you want a race, man? You want to like put a little friendly wager on it? We who, could do a little hits, race. Yeah. It's max first yeah. with the new leveling experience. We could. We're both busy guys. So I could see us both having to figure out how to, dance around it why don't we make nice a- you found the subtext i was gonna be like yeah. this is gonna be the slowest race ever yeah because- it's not, oh we're not gonna be world first of anything i can guarantee that but we'll be scott garrett first one of us will um <laughs> how about this all right if i win <laughs> oh i can't think of anything good um if i okay here we go if i win i will force myself to watch the Phantom Menace again. <laughs> Can we do a bonus episode about it? If you do. Yeah. Yeah. So we do a bonus episode about my take. Okay, okay, on. Yeah, let's make this about bonus episodes. All Wonderful. Right, so right. 
So if you lose, you have to watch The Phantom Menace, and that's what we're doing a bonus show about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what happens if I lose? Um, it's got to be equivalent. I really hate The Phantom Menace, so there's got to be something equivalent to this. What is, what's a, like a bad 80s movie you haven't covered on film set? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a few. Uh, all right, how about... Um, uh, you have to watch the first Revenge of the Nerds. It's pretty bad. It doesn't hold up. I'm not sure I've ever actually seen it, period. See? This might be my first time seeing the movie. So there you go. Perfect. <laughs> you have to watch Revenge of the Nerds. I have to watch that other thing, and we'll make bonus stuff out of all this. Don't say Waterworld, because Water... Oh, Catwoman would be rude. Ooh, I a- think that we both lose in that regard, Duh. although I'm not exactly jazz to revisit the phantom menace but it would make for a fun episode yeah we'd have a good time with it all right well, well if if that changes we'll let you guys know but i i think we're both pretty excited about this process and excited there's some other changes that came with it uh or came uh, or coming with this and uh, these are other experience bonus items that will have changes because they're a lot like what uh these do for people in the case of monk's peak of serenity enlightenment enlightenment buff it will be changed to granted rest experience and elixir of ancient knowledge, elixir of rapid mind and excess potion of accelerated learning will become poor quality and no longer usable. So it'll be like troll sweat in your bag, dude. Worthless. Sell them. Mm, Drink them now. Mojo. Yep. Drink them now or sell them. All right. That's my advice to you. Uh, also, the draught of 10 lands will still retain the 10% experience bonus, but will now be uh, capped at level 50. So that, makes that, sense. that would be uh that would be draft, by the way. What did I say? A fancy way of, oh, of spelling draft. I thought, it, I thought draught is how you said it. Have I been saying it wrong all these years? No, that's what, uh, not a beer guy, but when you go to a restaurant, which, uh, none of us go to restaurants right now either. So this is a really hard reference to now describe in 2020. <laughs> but when you go to a restaurant and you ask what's on draft, yeah. that's, that's how you would spell it. We'll see how the dictionary does it. Here it is. I think maybe, maybe not. Let's find out. Draft. Apparently, there's a difference between the two. No, you're totally right. Draft. <laughs> oh no, no, no! According to Wikipedia, it's pronounced the same way, but uh, it's become more common in the U.S. to just spell it with an F. Really? Yep. I would. I never knew that. I always thought it was mm-hmm. just straight up draught. How come I didn't know that? Draft. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> draft. <laughs> I'll never forget this. All right. Hey, we're gonna do something fun and new this week. Uh, check it out. It's actually new, but not new. It's kind of old as well. Back in the day, way back in the day. And Randy, by the way, piped up about this. He said, because I put, okay, I went on the internet and said, look, we're going to do quick fire questions, or I call them rapid fire questions because I'm doing the, the name of a hunter ability, okay, instead of quick. Also, you know, I'll keep the quick fire name back in the day when Randy and I did it in the first place. But we had this thing called quick fire questions, and I put it out there that, hey, we haven't done these in 10 years. Let's do one tomorrow. And Randy wrote and said, we did one in 2017. I know we did a one-off. I'm just saying, like, we haven't done, like, a proper, like, regular thing. And I want to bring it back in a way. This week's going to be a little bit weird because I'm only going to ask Garrett questions. We haven't had time to set up an alternate way for him to get his questions for me. Uh, The way it used to work is we would get them from you, the listeners, and then we would apply them to each other. Well, today I'm just going to do Garrett. Next time we'll have both. All right, Garrett. Yeah, keep an eye on the uh, Frog Pants Discord, everybody. We might be starting a question, a rapid fire question for Scott channel very yeah, soon. Yeah, we probably will, and I will just, and we'll just do an honor system thing. Neither of us will cheat. And whether whether Patrick, when he gets back, wants anything to do with quick fire questions, I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. But he, he may may or may not like this. All right, so Garrett, are you ready for your questions? 
No, but go anyway. All right. Oh, this is bringing back memories. Here we go. This is from Jack. And you have to be fast. That's the whole point of this, right? You can't think too hard. Okay. If you could add... Speed of thought. All right, here you go. This is a really generic one to start you. If you could add any race as a playable race, what would it be? Uh, Tuscar. Perfect. Steven C. wrote in and says, If you, not your character, but your human self, had to live in any region on Azeroth, where would you live and why is it Thunderbluff? Silvermoon. Okay, it's not Thunderbluff then, Steven. Uh, Potter uh, says, What fast food place would the Horde like to eat the most? We're going to assume McDonald's real place. Real McDonald's place. has got the quarter pounder and they don't really respect the Torrin. <laughs> oh. All right. Because they would eat the beef, see, which is a disrespect to the Torrin. I get it. Uh, Thomas says, which celebrity do you think is a secret WoW player? Uh, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> that might actually be true. Colin says, if you could have one tomorrow, what would it be? Warcraft TV series helmed by a showrunner of your choice or a Starcraft series helmed by a showrunner of your choice? Starcraft series, I don't even need to think hard on that one. Okay. Uh, Bonus question, who would your showrunner be if you had to pick one? Uh, For the Starcraft series? Yeah. And I'll throw a dart at anyone that worked on The Mandalorian. Perfect. That's good. It's not bad. Uh, Ben says, favorite kind of taco? The one from the taco truck down the street. It's extremely specific and you wouldn't know where it is. <laughs> Incorrect. It's the uh, carne asada place that I go to. All right. Next up, <laughs> Kevin uh, says, if you could summon any demon in real life and use it to wreak havoc on a, on a city, which demon would you choose? Also, is it weird that I dream of this stuff? Yes, it is, Kevin. But the first question is the important one. What demon from World of Warcraft would you summon? Uh, I would summon the succubus to put people into a trance so that they would freaking social distance. Uh, the correct answer is Jaraxxus because he would always say, you face me when he sees anybody because he's the best. You face Jaraxxus. All right, final question. Drunk Dad says, if you could have a WoW hunter as part, sorry, if you could have a WoW hunter pet as a real pet in real life, what would it be? I would get it. A- tiger because why wouldn't you want a tiger as a pet that listens to you as well as tigers as hunter pets listen to you in world of warcraft see this is i can't argue with that well done you did it uh quick fire questions it's back everybody sorry quick rapid fire questions that's the new name rapid fire questions now that you've heard it you understand it so you send us your info uh get us your stuff we'll put it in the discord we'll give you all the details sometime this week we'll put it out on twitter and up on the site and everything so you guys can find it the site will have a direct link to it and you can submit your questions to both me and garrett for next week's uh, questions and patrick if i can get him in uh, get him on board i just haven't talked to him yet so we'll see what we can do there well done good job man you you answered them all i think pretty well nice answers delightful ah yeah i could have snuck a tiger king joke in there couldn't i have chat this music right It's so good. I can smell the pretzel stand at the mall (laughs) next to the organ store. (laughs) Well, good, because now you have to hear an email. Mr. Johnson, I have I have two questions. All right. We got a question from Jack the Knife. He sent an email to us, the instance of gmail.com. His name is Jack the Knife. And he says, hey, last week you mentioned something about listeners who don't even play the game that you talk about. Uh, See, I first played WoW ever uh, right at the start of Legion. Played for about a year before falling off for other responsibilities and played a little bit of classic. Yet here I am tuning in weekly to your uh, mainly WoW podcast. I found the show uh, through the Angry Chicken, which is the first podcast I ever got into. Check that out. Look at the reversal on this. 
Not bad. What do you think of that? Someone found Sounds the instance old. through. I feel so old. That's what I feel about that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, let's I see. Just age like an extra five years. I think that's so great. He says that led me to the instance, which is now one of my favorite shows to listen to just for the different personalities and your gaming perspectives, which is in turn has led me to the other shows that you are a part of like pixels and core. Even though uh, the only blizzard games I play regularly are overwatch and hearthstone, hearing the chatter of wow makes my week fun. And I appreciate the production quality and care you guys put into the shows. Keep up the great work, Jack. Well, Jack, that was just the nicest thing. And I had to read it. So thanks for saying so, dude. And we re- yes. we know there are people, you know, the game's 15 years old, you guys like, of course there are people who, Aren't, aren't as heavily into the game as they used to be, but they still need the familiar, you know, fun of the, of the show. So that's what we, that's what we provide. We're happy to do it. Taking me dip for a stroll down memory lane. I started listening to the instance for I knew it was listening to like ELR yeah. and yeah. Uh, tech news today. Yep. Long time ago. And yeah. Just, just started branching out and branching out. Time has flown. But uh, we're still here for you guys. And if you want to send your emails in, theinstance at gmail.com. We'd love that. All right. Before we go, a uh, quick note that you can support the show by going to theinstance.net and joining our Instance Plus membership. It's super easy to do. We built it ourselves, and that means it's all homegrown. We run it ourselves. No middleman. You just sign up for it, and you get the great benefits from it. They're all listed there, and uh, there's nothing holding you back. We're getting a bonus we're show put together today. to go talk about Halo, and if you want to hear us talk about it, yeah, that's how you hear that bonus content. Yep, we're doing a bonus show all about Halo. Halo's about to get a brand new game, and Garrett's a huge old-school Halo fan, and I have things to ask him, and we're going to talk about it. So if you like bonus content, the only way to get it is head on over to theinstance.net and sign up. Garrett, what is going on on amove.tv before we leave this week? What are you doing? Hearthstone just got a brand new expansion. I think it might be the best expansion in the history of the game. Jeez. And we're going to be talking all about that tomorrow on the Angry Chicken, the podcast all about Hearthstone. So go subscribe. Uh, also into the Nexus for Heroes of the Storm. Everything over at amove.tv. Oh, Wow Killer's back. It oh. was like we took a whole month off, by the way. Oh, all right. So brand new episode of Wow Killer. If you want to hear uh, Tally Essen and myself talk about what we thought the worst part of each expansion in order was that's mm. what our most recent episode is. Wow. I'm, I find myself extremely curious about what that's going to be like. All right. Uh, wow. Keller, check it out. Also, if you are looking for more great content, you can find it at frogpants.com. Our website is the instance.net. You can go visit right now, get all the old shows, whatever you need. It's there for you. And what else? Instant show on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson. He's at Garrett art. Patrick's at not Patrick. Like I said, more great shows like this at frogpants.com. That'll do it for us, for all of us, to all of you. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.